Rocket.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. What's going on, buddy? We're here. We're at the finish line. Or we're at the start line. Yeah, I mean, you could... I called the more. radio station to get on the air. Mark answered. He said, he said, are you excited? I'm so excited. Finally, a man's happy time of the year. Even the guys at the radio station are pumped and ready to roll for the NFL. Well, it's that. You know what the NFL you know, stands for, don't you? Not for losers. Not for not long. For losers. Not for losers. Not, not for, for losers. long, too. Not, not for long. Not for long. Um, it's funny. I uh, lost my train of thought. So, oh, there it is. There's all these memes out there where it's a picture of a guy taking a picture of his, like, apartment. And there is like a milk, milk crate, um, milk cart, sorry, a TV, mm-hmm. no stand on the ground. And this is, it says, this is what a man needs in the fall. That's it. Doesn't need anything else. A TV, something to sit on and just watch football. As simple as we're, we're simple people, simple, simple, simple people. And, uh, you know, it couldn't be uh, more true. Uh, everybody that I know is involved in football in one way or another. Obviously, what we do is something different. We actually, you know, scalp the markets and, and find those those numbers that most people don't look at as incorrect numbers. They're just looking at it from an emotional. I like this guy. He's gonna start and. He's a new coordinator, and it's a new team, and you know it's that's where most people fall short. Is they're looking at it from completely the entertainment, um, you know, opinion, and and we're looking at it from the other way. We're well, we have six wagers at this point already in the NFL board. Our first two wagers were submitted on August 9th. and and to be fair. Um, to the listeners, one of the lines that we had actually went against us. Doesn't mean we're perfect. Doesn't mean that we're going to have the best number 100% of the time. But we're going to have the best number 80 to 90% of the time, which at the end of the year is a huge difference. So, again, you know, football's here. I've done my fantasy football drafts, even though could care less nowadays. I just, I I don't put nearly as much emphasis into that. Just, I just don't have the bandwidth, you know, at at this day and age, we're sitting here on the weekends looking for halftime opportunities. Um, I know that's your specialty where you'll sit there and you'll monitor games all day long, reading screens to a normal person that wants to spend quality time with his family. This is not something that you would enjoy sitting there looking at screens from 8 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night on Saturday because it's a stacked card. And then Sunday, obviously, it's all segmented for the two 
the early slate and the afternoon slate. So listen, this business is, is cruel if you don't treat it like a business. The people that do understand variance, understand that wins and losses are going to happen. It's most of the time the people that can't overcome the losing are the ones that think that they can chase a losing day by doubling up the following day. And you know how that works, man. It, it never works if you try to chase yesterday's ghost. And they happen. I mean, we had a baseball game last night. We were we had good information from the spread. The line was, you know, in our favor when we bet it earlier in the day. Kansas City Royals scored two runs at the bottom of the ninth. That's variance. You're just going to have it. Bad beats happen. Situations happen. That's okay. We don't put a lot of emphasis into our module. What I mean by that is we don't have a, a 10%, 30%, 50%, like all these goofballs on social media where they, they say locks and they say you know unicorns and they say they find the, the diamond in the rough. All of that is a hype machine. It's not real trading. And I'm just grateful to have the following and the respect from all of my clients. I understand that that is the last thing that's going to come out of my mouth. I know it's the last thing that will come out of your mouth that we just don't do that. We don't believe in that. And it's simply going to get you into trouble if you ever think that you can go into a game putting 50% of your bankroll because you think it's a unicorn play. Come on, man. We're, we're, I know I'm, it's not my, uh, I don't have a copyright to that, to that actual saying, but come on, man. Can't do that. I'm a single man. It has a different meaning. Unicorn. <laughs> I thought it was the last thing I said. <laughs> you said that my brain stopped. I just, I just, everything else was a blur. Um, so let's talk about, um, let me talk, you know, as a 35-year-old veteran in this business, you know, let, do you think I can be, let's talk about yesterday's events for the clients, the listeners. I, do you think I can be a little harsh with guys? Do you think I'm unreasonably um, dis, a disciplinarian when speaking to a potential client? Tell, tell the viewers what you think if they get Eric Jonathan Pathy on the phone, how it can, it can go from... Uh, it can go from the North Pole to the South Pole real quick. And why? I mean, you, you struggle with the ability. I need, to, this is like a, a, a shrink session on the air live. You can be my doctor. Dr. Stickenstock. Go ahead, doc. The problem is when you start talking to a, a player that has horrible logic. What I mean by horrible logic, it's, oh, I bet a thousand a game. But don't want to treat it like a business. I don't. I don't want the long-term gains. I want the short-term instant gratification, round-robin parlay, blah blah blah. Right. And what happens with that is that client usually has no intention of treating it like his mutual fund, like his setting. You know, setting a mark for a for an option that takes months to mature. That guy's not sitting there every single minute of every day tracking his account for performance because there's no return. It's just they well, get well, it. Like, it's just it's boring. So you don't quiet. deal with that. I'm, you can't deal with that. You try to speak logic and they give you the complete opposite. We just got a direct deposit into our account from a business venture that we started unrelated to sports. And I make this, I make the, I make, I try to let the clients understand it's the same thing. What did we, we, we were in it for 12 months. Nine we months. Started with a, it was, it, we, we started with, we expected 12 months, but we got it back. We, in went, nine. we started with an initial investment. Then we mm -hmm. got a cash call. You got to pony up more. Then we got another cash call. We got a pony up more. 
you came and you made the presentation to do this business. You said, it's only going to cost X, Y, Z. We're not going to get into numbers. And then four cash calls later, where we're in for five times the amount of the principal investment, how long did it take us to actually get even? Nine months from the last cash call. And so was there any panicking? Was there any freaking out? It's a business. This is a business. It's just like the sports business. It's just like any other business. You can't expect to have every month. I mean, I mean, was I a little irritated when you came walking into the office every three weeks saying they need another 20? Yeah, I was a little irritated, but I had faith in the business model. You follow what I'm saying? And so the thing is, is that there's a lack of faith in the business model when it comes to the betting business. I will literally talk to clients. Have you watched the Spencer Cornelia video on YouTube? Over 400,000 views. The guy yesterday that I got a little irate with said, yes, not only did I watch the video on YouTube, I've been following Dave on Instagram for a few years. You could say that I read him incorrectly, but you would think if you're going to digest that type of non-hype, non-show-me-what-you-can-do-tonight information, then you would have somebody that has their head screwed on straight logically. And again, like I said, it is something I am working on. One of the steps we, you know, I did in January of this year is I basically raised the bar where I'm not going to deal with somebody unless they have a $10,000 bankroll minimum because I'm trying to basically, you know, there's a lot of small players out there and, you know, Godspeed. There's a lot of services that sell $20 picks online and $30 picks online. You can go to places like, uh, you know, pay 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks a game, whatever, if that's your thing. Yes, I have daily, weekly, and monthly service on my site. It's not really patronized that often. Most people want to deal directly with me and get access to my, uh, to our syndicates. But I will say for the people that are listening, it is very hard to deal with the lack of logic because really when you look at it, the sports books have it made in the shade. The sports books, when you talk to someone with that lack of logic that's been following Dave for two years on Instagram or uh, watches all the, two, uh, the educational content and media that we put out for years, you, you got to literally ask yourself. I mean, you go to my YouTube channel. What did I just – I reposted the Brian Blessing uh, betting is a business tutorial that him and I did in February of 2015 up on my YouTube channel. and. You know, Mike, you watch that, it's just nothing has changed in eight years. Literally everything said in this video stands the test of time. I mean, it's mind-boggling because if I didn't tell you I recorded it in 2015, you would think I recorded it in 2023. So I don't know, man. It's, uh, I, I, I feel that the sports books really have an unfair advantage because, like we discussed last week, not only do they limit the winners – most people, like I said, uh, you know, don't really want to win. It's like I, I, and you, even you, you get what five to seven DMs. Uh, this guy's got twenty grand. This guy's got ten grand. This guy's got thirty grand. What is it like? One out of twenty guys are actually legitimately in a position where they want to treat this as a business. Fundamentally, we have a unique thing going here because we make money playing the games. We make money selling the information. We're not. We're doing something a little more unique and higher end than like what I call the daily pick pack services. And, you know, so I made that 40 minute presentation with the client. You guys heard a clip of the 41st minute, but the reality was the information that I was giving the guy for the first 40 minutes was all educational. There was nothing to sell. You know, I don't well, feel I mean, at just, this stage in the game, to, we have to sell the product. Just to critique that because I did listen to the, because we, we record everything for safety purposes in case somebody comes back and says, you know, whatever that we have. Right. it. And what I realize is not everybody is suited to do what we do as much as they want it, as much as they say that person is just not taking in the information and he's not looking to grow. He's, just comfortable 
doing the same thing over and over again is trying to hit that big shot play every night. He, he doesn't do what Dave does. And to your credit, it's you shouldn't even have to have a 40-minute conversation with anybody. Because like I told you yesterday, I don't spend more than 10, 15 minutes per call. Why? Because then I'm just repeating myself because I believe it so much because I live it that it's hard for me to not have faith in somebody else being just as successful. And we have groupies and we have loyal clients that year after year just get it. I don't get nasty texts when we lose a bottom of the ninth inning game. I don't get texts when the game is a blowout by 40 points. I don't get any of that because they know that's just part of the game and they trust the process. So that's that type of client probably would have been the guy that if you lost the first game would have been blowing up your phone at night or the guy that's probably going to blow up your phone at halftime of the game expecting it to already be a loss or the other way telling you how great you are because they've played a half of football. So it's not for everyone. I know they watch the videos. Um, what I found distinctly is different this year is, for example, when we, like we, we had a, um, we did an Instagram post a week ago um, where Dave, basically Dave took off all summer and he's one of the main sharps that we deal with. And he came back, he's ready to roll the guy is going to be 80 hours a week between the start of football season to the end of, excuse me, college basketball season. So he knows he's got to have a recharge. We all have different recharges. Your recharge is when you go home and you listen to music at night. My recharge is when I'm out in the golf course or in the gym. We all have different recharges. Dave, I, he goes on 75 million cruises in the summer. And when he's back, He's ready to roll. So we make a post that if you're interested in Telegram and getting access to the games, and, and I get clients all the time that you know, message me, put me on the channel because they're so used to the <laughs> Discord life that we're basically living in where there's a gazillion Discords, where there's a gazillion handicappers or uh, guys that are opinion-based betters that just – give tips every day and say, this is the lean we're on this. And everybody's talking and there's 200,000 messages. Somebody put me on one, one time, literally I had 250 messages by 9am. Who wants to be a part of something like that? It, it's almost like it, it takes away from what we're trying to do, which is make your life simple and make you a supplemental income with sports trading, not gambling. I'm telling 250 messages by 9 a.m. of guys talking about who they like for the evening and everybody's commenting. So I think people get confused when we say Telegram. They're, they're, they think it's no different than Discord, that Dave is just going to work for free and give everybody his edges and let go of his price. Because, again, Dave, it's what's called a top-down better. So that means he's not originating college football. He's just finding numbers on the board. He's finding games that are inaccurate for the price, and he's picking those numbers off. That is the old-school Billy Walter style of betting. If you've, I'm sure some of the guys that listen to the show have probably read his book. I'm sure you've seen some of this, the ESPN articles that were put out. The guy was just picking off numbers and getting a good price. And most betters don't care about that. If they like a team, they're just, they're just put there, you know, because of this whole relevance of fantasy football, you have guys that bet on teams because they can't bet against their fantasy football players, which is going to be a huge no, no. If you're going into the football season where you have a guy, let's say hypothetically, and later in the show, we're going to do a little game by game breakdown. I'm going to give an opinion on every game. You're going to shoot them to me one by one. But like tomorrow night, you have Kansas City and Detroit. Kansas City line has gone down to four and a half because Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee. So 
without him, number one target, the line moved a whole point. Well, when you're looking at that game, are you factoring in the spread, like Dave would say? Is it already factored into the spread with the line move, or do you have an advantage of getting it at four somewhere if you have an out, an opportunity to get it at a flat four 105? Most people don't look at it like that. Most people go, well, I, I have Mahomes. I can't, I can't bet on the Lions because Mahomes needs to put up points, and they're just set in their ways, and they're going to bet him no matter what. So it's, that's where you could get into a lot of trouble when you're just looking for an opinion based on other factors that are making it biased for you to bet the game. And if you go into the year going like that, you're going to get killed. I mean, these sports books now, it's bigger than ever. Everywhere you look, DraftKings, FanDuel, MG, everywhere you look, Every opportunity, first half, parlays. I mean, I, mean, I got to tell you, honestly, this, you know, this is, sounds, you know, crazy. As a father, it's nuts to be in the car with my 15 and 18-year-old and just every commercial, the, every channel. I mean, I'm, they're, they're completely – my kids are the – listen, guys, if you want the sharpest action and information from any sharp 15 or 18-year-old – my daughter can read a line better than everybody listening to this damn radio show. But here's the truth. They're in the, they're, I'm their dad. What about the average guy? He's just going down the road. He's listening to the radio. He's got his kids in the backseat. Gambling, 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 gambling. Even though we're in the business, I got to tell you, as a father, you're not there yet, man. It, it's, it's pretty oppressive from a father point of view to be cramming that down. You're talking about kids that literally there's no love of the game. Right out of the gate, it's gambling, gambling, gambling. All day, every day, man. And if you're not going to really dial it in, good luck. I mean, good, good luck. I I, I wish everybody but the best. But what do you mean? You can bet five, put in $5 and get 200 in free bets. That's all I hear. It's Let's, my my son laughs. Hunting every- season has started. <laughs> The summer is over. You guys are going to make a fortune. Five dollars to get two hundred. Rock and roll. It's like ridiculous, man. It's like we have. A, like, I have a close buddy of mine that always remember. Uh, we we've had this little uh, conversation before on previous shows. He always right. pulls his money out of DraftKings. Never right, 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 Knowing he's going to get the boost. They always come back. We'll give you five hundred credit. And a boost. And he always does the same thing. He finds two MLB players in the same game to get a home run parlay. He's done this, I think, 13, 15 times this year. He's hit four. Same game, home run parlay with a boost, and he crushes it. And again, that's all luck. Why is it all luck? He doesn't know. I mean, he does a little bit of, you know, information, and he puts it out there, and... um he believes he's going to hit, but listen, to him, it's free money. He's not putting up the money. He's getting a credit from the book, and he's using he, – he figured out a way to constantly have the host call him to put money back in. So if you have that type of edge, parlay away. But if you're putting up your own money, you can't succeed doing it that way at all. Um, right. You know, it's – there's there's guys out there – um a very good friend of mine who's a very big radio show host here in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, been very good with totals in baseball. He's got an edge where he knows that the weather's really good and how the wind's coming out of the park. Does a lot of research every day. Baseball is the only sport where statistics really matter because you're putting out a new lineup every night. So I do believe that our strategy is dog betting only has done fantastic all year. Definitely finishing out September. We usually, midway through September, dial it down because you're seeing a lot more teams bringing up the guys, you know, the teams that are out of the playoffs are going to start bringing in AAA guys and playing new guys and trying out new pitchers, seeing what next year is going to bring. So it's, it's harder to bet dogs later in September 
traditionally from doing this for many years. So we know the strategy. It's worked. It's produced this year. We're happy with the returns. And we're, we're ready for football. So now that we're at the, the halfway mark in the show, why don't you fire away and uh, give me some NFL games for the weekend? Um, and I will uh, break them down one by one. So, you know, it's funny. I got a text from one of our clients about um, about um, results over the past years and, and, you know, what I call defining your time frame. And, you know, the reality is, like, it's interesting because there's a there's a there's an illusionary. Well, football, for for instance, obviously you get more calls and more inquiries around this time of the year because you have people that are coming out of the woodwork like termites, basically, because they want to get rocking and rolling for football. Right. And then they always say they use the term season. Well, A, is there any real season? There's no real season because it's 365 A. B, is there really a pure football season? No, there's no pure football season because you only play football, what I call, uh, you're never playing football. The only sport where you're playing by itself, for the most part, is baseball. Football, the beginning of football, you're still playing baseball. So you're playing baseball and football. Then baseball ends, and then you're playing college and pro basketball with football. So, you know, we use a lot of this term of the seasonality of the football season, but uh, like he was talking about uh, over a course of a period of time, positive EV. Well, I know that Dave has had seasons where he's gone. He could go a whole season and basically break even of a particular sport. He could have it. You could have, if you're a wise guy like Billy Walters, you could have a year of breaking even a lot of people don't realize it. If let's say you're a, uh, not someone that has access to professional information, you will not break even. Meaning, you cannot. Meaning, it sounds counterintuitive. Breaking even is winning for the average square out there. Meaning, a pro gambler, if he has a bad run, his bad run is he broke even. Uh a pro a person in the public opening up an account with absolutely no knowledge betting can't break even. They can't even break even. Forget win. We're talking about the difference between breaking even and not breaking even, not winning or losing. And a lot of people don't look at it that way, that the barrier, you know, uh, that's the edge of a pro. A pro basically minimizes his risk that his drawdowns are never that significant versus the average gambler. Their drawdown is usually between 50 to 90% of their bankroll. So, you know, you, you have somebody, they stick $100,000 into their, 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 I'm just using that as an example, not that any real sharp, not any legal book is going to take 100000 unless you're a known loser and let you bet the way you want to bet. But for argument's sake, let's say a gambler put $100,000 into his account and at the end of a year he had 100000 or he had 99000 That guy's a winner versus the average person is going to stick $100,000 in their account, they're going to lose minimum 50000 probably eighty. Or, you know, if I really want to be vicious, they're going to take it to zero. They're, they're, they're not, they're going to take it to zero. Like, I know if a client calls me today and sticks $100,000 in his account, and then he opens up another account, he sticks 100000 in that account. He says, one account, I'm only going to play your games from our groups. One account, I'm only going to play my games with my system, my handicapping, my opinion. I know if I have the worst year ever, I'm going to have a, between 98000 and 101000 that account in a year. And I know that he's going to lose all his money, like the investment that you and I invested in non-related to this business, where we basically were negative for, what, 12 months with those cash calls? Yeah. Nine months. You keep saying twelve months. It was it originally like twelve, 12 it months. Felt it felt like twelve months. Man, months. there was four cash back. calls. There was four cash I'm calls. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I told you from the start. Be patient. The model works. And you know, but you know, some you're to you you're you're very you have blinders on because you're so successful in this business and it's produced results. 
for you and your family and us as a whole, as a team, for many, many years, decades. So for you to step out, and you've tried other businesses before, and they've never really worked. So it's hard for you to see through the the smoke and mirrors. Is this something that's and look, you you trust my judgment. You know the the business plan I I laid out was you believed in it, and and here we are. It's it's still producing month to month, and so um, listen, that's the advantage of being in the business that we're in is we always are very diligent in every single move that we make, very calculated. Um, and listen, you know, look, look where I've come, came, came to this office 10 years ago, had an idea, really wasn't, didn't vocalize it. And 10 years later, how much the opportunities have, have fallen in our lap because of who we are and what we do. So, right. But I little, also think that this non-sports business is a good. It's a good. It's a good overlay to the sports betting, which is, you know, I'm, I'm definitely one of these guys where time is an illusion. I don't buy into the whole season. I don't buy into the whole year. I don't buy into none of that. Literally, anybody who wants to read Billy Walters' books. The guy literally had easily three, four, five years of losing of losing streaks. Where he, as sharp as he is, he lost. You're talking five years straight where he couldn't win in a football season. What does it have to do with the end game of the seven decades history of what he's doing? So unfortunately, I do believe that patience is an issue for most people and defining a realistic time frame. Like I said, you know that goes back to the guy that I basically. Uh, you know, was not as pleasant as I should have been. And again, in retrospect, do I think I could have handled that conversation differently? Um, yeah, I should have been harder, not nicer earlier in the conversation to finally get to the root of what the client's intention was. The client's intention was he just wanted some free games. He wanted short-term dopamine. He wanted, <clears throat> give an example, anybody that says to you on the phone, Let's see how we do this weekend, week one of the NFL. (laughs) What does it matter? There's 18 weeks. February 11th, 2024 is the Super Bowl. Who cares? They're not taking in the information. That everything that Dave does, it's funny. Every client that... Wait, and let's talk about Dave. What was that one year where he just got slaughtered i couldn't remember what sport he just could not win was it uh remember when i say slaughtered not winning i don't mean losing big i mean breaking even a lot of work still working the same 80 hours a week breaking even i think it was it was um college it was before COVID years yeah he just look at it he even told us no 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 there was one year he killed it in college basketball he could not hit the side of a barn in NBA, then everybody said, and it reversed. Then everybody said, I don't want to play as NBA. I'm only going to play as college. And then it did a complete 360 boom the other way. He couldn't lose an NBA and he couldn't win in college. Well, it's that, that to him, uh, like I remember having these conversations and he would say, look, guys, I got to do better. No, remember last year in NBA, we did great. He messaged me and he said, Guys, I, I'm I got to do better. I said, what do you mean? We had a great team. He goes, I'm not closing good. We're winning the games. Think about that. He is upset that he's not closing, even though the games are winning. He's not looking at it from a financial gain. He's so diligent with his work that he wasn't happy that the number was turning against him. Had nothing to do with profit. He was upset at the closing number not being good enough. And and that's due to player management. When I say player management, that is they rest players on back-to-backs and his overnights weren't as good as years past because the league has changed where they're sitting more guys at the end of the year, getting them ready for the playoffs. So he didn't do a lot of overnights in NBA anymore. There's a lot more post-betting. Um, so year to year, we make adjustments 
we're not just one dimensional where if something's not working, we, we change it. I mean, look at it from uh, two years ago. Dave literally paid. A, he was never a baseball guy. Dave never did baseball, always took the summer off. Two years ago, he said, I'm going to do it. How much did he pay that consultant to teach him? It's a lot, right? Do you remember that? It was a lot. Like I don't want to say it on the air, but it was a lot. Yeah, we don't have to say that, but it was a lot. And I remember for weeks before this. And it was like he was going to school. Yeah, he's like, um, he flew out to Colorado. He worked with him one-on-one. He had the homework ready. He was doing it right, and then just didn't have a good season. And I remember him telling me, he goes, guys, baseball has the smallest edge for edge betting, not for our dog model, for edge betting, and it's just not working out. And he didn't do it the next year because he's not going to put in work not getting a good financial return. You know, for us, we've been on the dog side of baseball for many years. It's the only way you're going to be successful. Another positive year. And now my forte is not NFL. My forte is not college football. I let the guys who are experts and professional edge bettors that know what they're doing give me the lines and give me the pricing. And that's where I don't try to, you know, recreate the wheel here. We don't have to reinvent anything. We have things that work. We implement systems that work. And if you just follow our lead and you take our advice, not just with the games, but with the coaching and money management, I mean, that's what's going to make you money. I mean, it's a long season. I mean, between we have September, October, November, December, January, five fully loaded months of Saturday and Sunday somebody, cards. That, what do you say to somebody that says to you in, in six weeks, I don't want to bet basketball. I don't like it. I don't I love football, but I don't want to bet basketball. What do you say to that guy? I'm not going to answer that question. You're going to get me you up. Gotta answer. It's, only, it's, it's only 1245 on Wednesday. I'm having a good day so far. Yeah, but we're going to have like, and minutes. I don't want to get it. Ten, we're going we're gonna to have the Ravens hour and for the last 10 minutes. So what do you say to that now, guy? Now, uh, that guy should stop betting anything with sports and find another gig. Find something else Oof, for him to, to make money in. Have him invest in crypto. Have him go ahead and, and, and try his luck in the stock market. Find the new up-and-coming item that's, you know, the penny stock that's going to go pop. Do what do anything but sport. If you're not going to be fully diversified and, and trade every sport, you're not going to make money. I, it's a funny story. So last night, at the office, we had a fantasy draft in person, and a buddy of mine, um, who I haven't seen in a couple of weeks, was sitting there, and I, and I have uh, the U.S. Open on. It's on the TV, and he's like, he's doing one of these like, yeah, little little like little jabs, little like yes. I'm like, you have action on the U.S. Open? He goes, I do. He's like, I had a really bad couple of days in baseball, man. I'm gonna make it all back on. Dude, this person got blown out. They didn't win a game. And I'm I'm like, what did you? He's like, well, I'm on this Discord channel. Would you put, just wondering, would you put, well, I'm trying to make the money back from the last four days. I'm like, come on, man. You know better. He's like, I know, I know, I I had a guy call me earlier today. Said, I'm interested in your program. I have a $10,000 bankroll. What should I bet a game? I said 100 to 200 maximum. I said, if you're really insane, 200. The guy, you could hear the silence on the phone. The guy was like, he could not believe that that came out of my, I said, yeah, one to 2% maximum. He just, he couldn't accept that. He's like, I said, what do you normally bet in a game? Now 500 to 1,000. So you bet 5% to 10%. You literally want, he's this NFL week one away from taking his account to zero. I said, you have a great day. Uh, we'll speak at a later date when you're ready to follow the system. Because again, having the appropriate bankroll money to deal with us is one thing. Not willing to follow the money management program is another thing. You cannot be successful if you're going to overbet, no matter how much, you know, the whole, I got a feeling. And if I really like a game, if I had a dollar for every sometime say, you know, I usually bet a nickel a game, but if I really like a game, I'll press it to 2000. 
that if I really like a game, I've heard that literally for 35 years. I mean, I can tell you I've heard that more than anything. Like, your opinion means anything? Your opinion? Like, if you really like a game, like, who are you? Dave never really likes a game. I never really like a game. Billy Walters much, doesn't really like a game. How many people do you think are going to take Colorado laying the three at home this week? Everybody. The whole Everybody. world. Everybody is going to take Colorado. That's as Brian Blessing says throughout the last game. Right. And then the other team, let me see the Duke game of that lines. Clemson with the lines. Well, no, I'm just saying now the Duke had that big win over Clemson. I wonder how many people are going to be all over Duke. All over. You, mean, you don't have to wonder everybody. Cause it's all, it's all everybody, right? Last game bias. Right. I mean, that's what people. That's do. the difference between sharps. Like the line makers don't know that, and, and don't adjust exactly. Right. Sharps throw out the last game. They look at it completely like it didn't exist, and they look at the line itself and the spread and the pricing, the market rate across all platforms. And most betters, square betters, don't. They watch. 60 different segments on ESPN this week about Coach Prime and how he's redefining the role of a college coach and how he took Jackson State players and they all transferred to Colorado when he got signed and all the major in the team that was oh, oh, no, had one win last year. Right. What's that? No, God, I That's didn't want to cut you off, at. but I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't end the show. Before we get into the Ravens part of the show, we got to talk about Cal's numbers, Cal from Kansas City. If you've bet every favorite year to date, you are 57.5%. I always say it's 60-40. It's worse this year for the favorites. You've risked $3.3 million with a total loss of 164920 minus 4.95%. Flip it. The underdogs are 42.5%. You've risked $2 million, and you're down 49000 with a loss of 2.39%. So either way, you're at a loss. The advantage that we have is we're cherry-picking dogs. We're not playing every dog. Uh, obviously, nobody's saying you should bet the whole entire board. But the, the irony is if you did bet the whole entire board, and let's say you were just a degenerate gambler that loved the action, the safest bet would be just to bet every dog because you're basically you're paying the entertainment fee of losing 2% of the amount of money you're wagering. I mean, that's just like the entrance to a movie. You see what I'm saying? It's like, basically, that's your ticket for action. Just bet every dog, lose your 2%, be happy. That's your ticket to the movie theater, if that makes any sense. Well, so it's always going to be the same, and it's never going to change. The public is going to fall in love with the teams that did great last week to reinvent the same performance. And some teams will. Some teams will roll. But you can't just have a – you can't have blinders on and only expect that to happen every single week. And, you know, the, the late Brian Blessing, God rest his soul, when he was on the show, that was his biggest, biggest thing he talked about. Throw out last week and just look at it from a blank slate. Now, he was a – you know, he would watch every single game and the eyeball test to him was very important. I'm similar to that more for half times, where I see how the game is played at half. Was it the team that just made a couple mistakes and they're down, but they're clearly better, clearly more athletic, clearly a better game plan just with bad breaks? Yeah, that's a big spot when I'm looking at a halftime that I'm seeing a soft number because clearly the other team that should be ahead isn't. Or are they just getting the brakes blown off of them and it's just a bad matchup for them and they're just the better team that's the favorite at the half? Um, the favorite before the game is probably just going to still lose. So that, for halftime, for me, the eyeball test matters. It also matters for the following week to see how certain players, especially in the NFL, the rookies are performing early in the game. And are they getting the, the carries? Or are they getting the, the playing time to make an impact going into the following week? So, you know, NFL is more strategic in that sense where 
like you don't have 200 games on a Saturday. I mean, on a Sunday, there's 32 teams, and there's going to be less games once buys start. So it's very um, particular the way I look at NFL versus college football. So to segue to the NFL, let's do a little breakdown. We have the line going down for the Ravens. It was at 10 yesterday. It's now down to nine and a half. People are betting Houston. The line keeps going down. It's not going. I'm shocked on yeah, the road. Betting Houston because they're not betting Houston because the line. They're betting Houston because people just know that there's always value in double digit dogs in the NFL, regardless of who the team is. There's just value in double digit dogs. Yeah, that key number of ten. So. I've been seeing some money on Houston, surprisingly. I mean, I think people don't think that the new coordinator, uh, Lamar, literally hasn't played a game in almost a year. All these new weapons. The difference is, for me, and I'm a little biased when I say this. I gave this out on a different show yesterday. The Ravens at home are traditionally a lot better than they're on the road, especially with all the pressure on them this year. I think they're going to make a statement. I love nine and a half. I was waiting for it to get to nine and a half, actually, because I would have not taken him a 10 or even 10 and a half. So the fact that it's, it's going the other direction, if it goes down even more, which I don't think it's going to go that much more, maybe I could find a nine somewhere. Um, I'll be all over the Ravens. I think they're going to easily beat this team, but you never want a backdoor cover to get you and, you know, you're laying 10 and a half or even 10 and you get the push. So I love nine and a half. I think Lamar is going to have a coming out party, comeback player of the year. The defense is stacked and you're throwing in a rookie quarterback from Houston on the road at the bank week one. Come on, man. I mean, I will be shocked if the defense doesn't have less than Two interceptions, a lot of sacks. It's going to be a bloodbath. Very tough place to play, especially for a rookie. And with all the hype coming into the season, I think we're going to be right there in the mix for the AFC. Now that we have Kelsey that's hurt, who knows how the extent of the injury is. If that's an extensive injury, which we'll know later today, uh, there hasn't been any reports yet. Um, That opens up the door even more. Because the Chiefs are the team to beat, no matter what, with Mahomes. But without Kelsey, the guy's got no weapons that could consistently produce. Maybe early in the season, but defensive coordinators will adjust without Kelsey. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Love the Ravens laying the points. Uh, Some people could call it square. To me, I like the early number as a radio pick, because we're going to give out picks on the radio. Every single year, every single week going forward, we're going to give out a pick. That's my pick for the week. We have six minutes. Give me your NFL game. Well, so anyway, I got to tell you, because, you know, my son, who's who's not a bad line maker, um, he he makes his own line. He made the Ravens 16. He doesn't even – I don't let him know what the line 16. is. All right. I'm, made, I'm, he, I'm riding it. I like that. He made the line 16. Um, so, and I told him he, he was square and he got all, he got all like, you know, dad, dad. I said, well, you know, cause he doesn't give the Orioles just a segue. He doesn't give the Orioles. This is what my son told me yesterday, Mike. He said, we are the most overhyped, overly talked about baseball team. That's going to be the first one knocked out in the playoffs. Like that's how much. How crazy it is versus the Ravens versus the Orioles. So just before we continue with the Ravens, like what do you think of my son's hypothesis that we like we're just literally our win win loss record means nothing. We have nobody. We can there's no chance. We're not gonna make a run in the postseason. Talk to me about that on the Orioles. We know from a money making point of view, betting wise, they're, they're I, I don't. Money with I don't them. agree. I don't agree. I think the I Orioles. Told him, I told him I didn't agree. He was being overly negative, but well, he was. That was his story. We're just so the culture here for so many years has been: we don't keep players, 
anybody we sign, they usually, as soon as they come here, they don't produce to their big contracts. For the first time since the last time I went to a playoff game, which was like about a decade ago, 2013, we have a farm system that has produced top players that actually are living up to their, you know, first, second pick of the draft status. We have the pitching could always use some work. Um, the relievers have been pretty well, solid. We've made some acquisitions. We need Batista back. If we get Batista back, Big Felix, who's been one of the best closers in history, let alone this year, we have the bats. Again, got to win the division. Got to have the home field advantage. Getting a full seven-game series is clutch. I expect them to do some damage. I mean, all all the great teams are on the other side in the NL. The Braves, the Dodgers, Milwaukee's playing really well. Uh, the only team that I see a huge competition with that could definitely beat us that's really playing well lately are the Astros. They've been blowing the doors off Texas. So Texas is trending downward. The Astros are trending in the right direction going into October. So that's a team that will give us, they have great starting pitching and great bats and they're pretty hot right now. So hopefully they cool off a little bit, but listen, anything could happen. Uh, I do think the Orioles have a solid chance, but you know, time will My tell. My son is still on the tell. Atlanta bandwagon, which I don't get. I don't, they don't do nothing. They're great. Me. I mean, Atlanta is a great mm-hmm. team. I mean, what are you going to say? They have everything. They have, they have the talent. They have the young stars. They have the great pitching. I mean, they have it all. But the good news is we wouldn't have to face them until the World Series. So, right, 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 right. It's all good. Are you ready for this weekend? Because I know you're you're like the typical gambler. Unlike me, I'll be on the bike. You'll be glued to the t- television and Sunday. It's tough for, for me sure. because, like, so Saturday. There's so many games. It's I have like sensory overload, and it's like I, I get worn down from the constant checking and looking and 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 just tracking everything and trying to be in the know and answering my my different group texts and all that stuff. All the different guys are you know talking about games and numbers and it's it's sensory overload. So I think I'm ready. I mean I don't really have a choice, but come Sunday it's I don't even I literally from. 7 a.m. in the morning when I'm in the office to game time, and then I'm literally watching every single play of every single game until the night game. I tend to not watch the night game as a whole. I just I fall asleep. I can't can't keep mm-hmm. up. And um, so I'm excited, man. It's a, it starts tomorrow night. Everybody gets super juiced for it, um, and it's just football, man. It's the I love the fall weather. I love fall golf. I like when it cools down. You know me, I run hot, and it's like I can't. The heat is killing me. It's 100 degrees outside. It's September. I mean, it's got to end soon. Give me a sweatshirt. Man, that crisp air in the morning. Just got to do what I did this morning. 39-degree plunge right into the water. First thing when I wake up. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. That's it. Another week of Sports Insider Radio. We'll be back for week two of the NFL.